0: You're listening to The Holistic Spaces Podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 179, Feng Shui Qi Forecast, July 2022. Welcome to Episode 179 of The Holistic Spaces Podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of The Mindful Design Feng Shui School if you didn't know we teach an online certification course for feng shui practitioners and soon to be feng shui consultants you can learn more about it by checking us out at mindfuldesignschool.com and be sure to sign up for our mailing list for special free workshops and opportunities and a newsletter with information for newsletter subscribers only you can go to mindfuldesignschool.com scroll down and sign up for our mailing list so we're really delighted to bring you July's monthly Chi forecast. We've been getting a lot of great feedback on these Chi forecasts, so we're we're glad that it's working out and we love doing them. So this month, Laura is going to give us our Chi forecast for July, and she did a tarot reading for that. And actually, you're just saying that it has a lot to do with what we just talked about in the last episode with the summer solstice, right?
1: Yeah, it was weird. It's actually a lot of connection when I pulled the card, so... I mean, some of it makes sense because I'm obviously going to be talking about the solar term, which aligns with some with solstice. That makes a lot of sense. But the cards themselves are it's quite interesting. Yeah. So what we typically do when we do these is we talk a little bit about what's happening in terms of the energy in the natural cycles of the world. So, you know, the solar term, which is the traditional Chinese calendar, the way of looking at how the seasons change. And there are 24 solar terms. And then we also like to talk a little bit about the moon cycle, specifically the full moon, because that also gives us a little bit of energy and ideas around that as well. So for July, there are two solar terms. And the first one is July the 7th, and it's called slight or minor heat. And this is the beginning of the scorching heat of summer. It's just, this is when it's starting. And between that and July 22nd, which is the second solar term of July, which is called great heat. So you get that time period. And then until sort of early August until the next solar term is when it is the hottest generally in the Northern hemisphere. And again, these solar terms are from China traditionally. So, you know, you have Northern China and you have Southern China, you have very different climates, but overall, you know, it's the Northern hemisphere. So this is the height of summer. But also in certain areas, it's also major thunderstorms. So really hot and humid in many climates as well. So when moving from July seventh, the the slighter minor heat into July twenty second, the great heat, great heat. I mean that description that just says it all. I mean you you understand obviously what what that means. It is the twelfth of the twenty four solar terms in the traditional Chinese calendar, right? So it's midway. It's the most yang. It's the peak of yang in that in that calendar. And if you listen to last week's podcast. We talked a lot about summer solstice and that idea of that yang heat, that fire chi. We talked a lot about it. So I'm not going to go into the details on fire chi. You can listen to last week's episode, but really this is about big, bright, yang, hot energy. And then the full moon is on July the 13th. It falls between those two. And it's called in Western almanacs, it's called the buck moon. And in other cultures, it's it's referred to as the thunder moon. So the thunder moon makes sense. Again, these big torrential storms, like huge, because it gets so hot. It gets built up so hot and humid. When it breaks, it breaks with these massive thunderstorms. And the buck moon is from... A visualization the symbolism of a buck you know an animal the male deer and elk as well but buck they sometimes it's called the elk moon but the bucks antlers are at their largest so it's fully grown at this time of year
0: and you know what's cool about that is july in the chinese zodiac relates to the this month of july relates to the ram which is interesting Mm because a ram is very, not exactly a buck, but similar. Well, they have horns. Yep, they have horns and it's the ram slash goat slash sheep month. So that's interesting because that could give us some more information too, that there's this kind of energy of connecting with others, being in community, like rams do, but also protecting yourself and climbing mountains if you need to. Mm -hmm. And also it's something to think about with your uh, Chinese zodiac, if you know what it is, it's a great month for horses, pigs, tigers and rabbits. Mm -hmm. And people who are born in the year of the rat, ox and dog need to be a little bit more careful though. Mm. Good.
1: I didn't even think about that ram and that buck moon. I didn't make that connection. That's interesting.
0: I know. Isn't that cool? I wonder,
1: and I wonder, and again, I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't know this at all. I haven't researched it or looked into this, but I wonder if also rams, when they're they're at that, at this point of the year, their horns are fully grown. Right. Like, I wonder mm-hmm. if that's there's some connection. Anyway, yeah. Well,
0: we should start. Maybe we can start adding that in on our monthly forecast. Yeah. The I like that. Relationship with the yeah. animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's we'll cool. add in the animal, the animal connection. Because each of the
1: animals has a month.
0: Yeah. Yes. Each of the animals has a month. And we can also tell you if you know your, your animal, what you can watch out for, or if you're having a, month with the energy on your side, or if it's going to be a little bit more challenging. So having said that,
1: we like to talk about what the chi of July or the chi of the month is in this month is July. And I always like to tell people to sit back and think about what's happening in the climate that you live in, and what visuals and what cues are happening in nature. And for me, Number one thing at this time of year, and it happens around July 1st, which is for Canadians, it's Canada day. And I always remember it is the fireflies where I live. I have tons and tons of fireflies. I can stand in my backyard and it's like a fairy forest. It's unbelievable. Like, and they, they only last for, I'd say two weeks, maybe at the most in this exact solar term, you know, when you're reading about these solar terms, Fireflies come up as an imagery in China as well. So it's a, it's kind of a signaling of this time of year. These uh, particular, I think crickets are another one. Some, you know, crickets coming into the gardens because they're trying to cool down. But fireflies for me, it's like, oh my gosh, that is this exact time when I think about, you know, hot, sunny, humid time of year. And again, the fire chief. Angie, what do you think of when you think of this time?
0: Well, wait, what's Canada Day? Canada Day is our
1: July 1st, is our, our July 4th. It's your it's independence day. day. It's our well we didn't it's different but yeah it's we called it, We used to call it Dominion Day ages ago but now it's Canada Day. It's where we celebrate the you know I guess the equivalent of the birth of our nation. It was a bit different the way you guys did it but yeah. Oh
0: okay. All yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, so- yeah, it's our it's our July 4th. Okay. So then in the states we have July 4th mm-hmm. and it is also very hot and humid especially in New York City. And there's also kind of a mass exodus a little bit in the summer. People leave New York City because it's so hot and humid and go to the beach or go upstate and go to cooler climates. And I personally love fireworks, which is also fire energy, right? So July 4th, like I live on the river. So often I can just walk out on FDR drive, which is the highway and they close it off and... I just stand on the highway, which you normally can't do because there's cars zooming down it and see all the beautiful fireworks. So it's a it's kind of a nice time. And you think about being out, you think about barbecues, connecting with people. It's also like so hot that you kind of move a little bit slower, right? Mm -hmm. You you can't move so fast. You can't run around as much. And you kind of slowly walk through the the thick humidity and rest. So it's nice because even though it's a time of fire, which is kind of like a lot of energy, Laura and I also take kind of take a time off as well. And, you know, people take their summer vacations. But it's also important to think about if you're overwhelmed by this fire energy. And we talked all about this in our last episode. Mm -hmm. So if someone has a tendency to be really hidden and more low energy, you can really take advantage of this fire energy. And then alternatively, if you feel burnt out or overwhelmed, you can balance out the fire energy by bringing in water energy, simply by being around water or bringing in water energy that just go to our last episode yeah, and talk I a
1: lot say, about we, that. And then we talked a lot about it. Like, But that's what came up here was, again, everything is visible. Things are coming to light. Don't burn yourself out and think about balance. And that is just, okay, so that's just from the solar terms and the energy of what's happening in the month. But then I pulled cards. And so this is really interesting. So then my tarot reading that I did, I asked the question, how can the Holistic Spaces podcast listener, the community, navigate the energy of July? And the way I do it is I pull two cards. I pull one card from major Arcana, which is, you know, kind of gives us the theme to be aware of for July. And then I pull a minor Arcana card, which gives us more of an action to consider or a way to, again, the navigation part of that, right? So what's going on thematically for the listeners specifically, for those of you that are listening, and then what action can we consider, okay so i pulled for the major arcana the sun there it is and for our people that are looking at it in the video (laughs) uh which is our inner circle crowd gets this video it is a yes card so when we say yes cards in tarot it's like go for it card it's a card that if you ask a question and it's a really you know especially if it's a yes no question it's a go do it it's uh, a fire because it's the sun right so it's got a giant sun on it. It's it got a baby, which <laughs> on the back of a white horse and a big uh, red, uh, almost like a flag, but it's a big piece of fabric and sunflowers in full bloom at the back. And so this card has is Yang, again, it's a young card. It's a fire energy card. It's all about freedom. It's about good fortune. It's about clear thinking. It's wish fulfillment. It's like a wish card. It's a it's it's a it's a really great card and um, happiness. But it's also a time where you want to keep your eyes peeled for getting recognized for an achievement. So there's a lot of overlay and a lot of similarities between how we talk about the fame and recognition area as well, success and all these great things. And so that's the theme. And then when you overlay what the actions to consider, what the minor arcana card, it was the six of pentacles. So the six of pentacles is an earth card. And in this card, if I describe it, there's a man in the center and he's holding a scale and he is giving money to two men that are mm-hmm. on the ground. He's dividing up his, his riches very prudently. And so this card, the pentacles all have to do with money, material and talents. And this card is about giving. Okay. But it's about giving your time and your money and your material. Cause it's in this realm. It's, it's, you know, pentacles are all about the earth realm But the scales in that image, they represent balance. So you have to keep things in balance. You don't want to let the scales tip. You don't want to overwhelm, overdo it. So the card is about, yes, you can give yourself up. You can give your talents. You can give your your skills, your material, whatever it is, money, your energy, your chi as well. But you need to stay in balance because this card's about giving appropriately and prudently. So you got the sun, which is this big yes card, right? Of like wish fulfillment, all these great things. And, you know, we're in July, which is this like super fire month. So that's a lot of big fire energy, but the earth card is telling us that's great, but stay balanced. Okay. Make smart choices about where you put your money or your energy or your talents or your skills. And the lesson is also to... To give only at the level that fits your means, your energy, or what you're able to give. Find the boundaries that are within Earth, and Earth provides you the boundaries, right? So, yes, say yes, do, you know, got, you've got the freedom to go, be happy, get out there, you know, get that achievement. But always make sure that you're not giving more than you can either do,
0: you know, energetically or materially. So, let's talk about some feng shui ways to work with what Laura has shared with us. So one thing I was thinking was when we talk about being seen, saying yes to being seen and really letting the light shine on you is to look at the entry of your home. So now is a great time to Clean your entry, shake out your doormat, get a new doormat if you need it. Is your doormat, you know, really old and dirty and does it need to be refreshed? And sweep the entry, refresh the light fixtures, clean everything. So your entry represents how the world sees you. So be sure to clean that. And if you live in a house with some landscaping in the front, be sure to prune your landscaping, make sure you could see the front door, take the time to maybe plant some new flowers. So you can bring in some great beautiful flowers like red flowers or orange flowers brings in fire energy. And if you don't have a house and you have like an apartment or something like I do, you can just bring in some fiery seasonal flowers into your home. I love that card with the sunflowers. You mm-hmm. can bring in seasonal sunflowers, and put them in your entry or somewhere in your home. Or red flowers that brings in that fire energy. And then you know it's, it may seem kind of simple and straightforward, but it isn't. Is that um, one way that you can start balancing out that water and water and fire together is to just make sure that you actually change out the water and you offer clean, cool water to your flowers, and pay attention to that. And even in Ikebana, where I practice Japanese flower arranging, in the summer you actually have vases that show more water because it's it's a cool offering. It's very kind to your guests to see more water, and it's very cooling for you. And then the second thing I was thinking when Laura talked about Being kind and generous but being prudent about it is to, and also about the scales and balance, is to look around your home and see if there's something that you can give away that you love. And there's a lot of meaning in that to be able to give away something that you care for a lot. Because first of all, if you really think about it, think about how many things we have one time I went on this road trip and we were visiting all these thrift stores and I was amazed to find like so many things that I had in my childhood or years ago that I never thought of again except I just happened to see them at the thrift store and so it's really a great practice especially in light of this energy of July and this chi forecast to see if there's something that you love that you will actually have a hard time giving away and give that away. And it doesn't have to be something big, but we have so many things that we don't need them all. And I trust me, you'll probably forget about it in a few years. But even practicing that, I think I talked about this a few months ago where I was reading this book and it talked about how one way to practice generosity is even like moving one object from one hand to the other and practicing and noticing how that feels. But again, like find something that you love in your home, and it's going to be a little bit painful to let it go, and give it to someone. I like that, yeah. Would, yeah does anything come to mind
1: for you? For me, I've mm-hmm. actually been thinking. A lot about giving some of my plants away, which you know, we you talk, we've talked about that many, many times in different different um, episodes, and I'm really struggling with it because I have some beauties that you couldn't even buy these the size. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh, I can't give them up, but I worry that I'm like, I just I feel like I feel like I'm maybe getting ready to give away a plant. That's a funny. Baby, I was I just cla-
0: yeah, I was just glanced up at a fiddlehead that I love. And I was like, oh, that would be hard to give away. Mm-hmm. So, but usually I'll say for the listeners, you might have had something pop up in your head, and that's probably the right thing mm-hmm. to give away. Do you have any thoughts, Laura, on feng shui things? That no, be- I like that. Here's what I like about this. We didn't talk about this at
1: all before I did my, my, uh, you know, obviously I pulled the cards and talked about it and Angie just kind of came up on the spot with these, in- with these inspirations in terms of how to work with it in feng shui. And I think it's perfect. I really love that giving something away with intention Also to keep things balanced for yourself. Like you're, you're intentionally giving something, you're thinking about it, you're being prudent, you're being thoughtful, but don't forget. I think, you know, if I could leave you with a couple of things, it's like, say yes to being seen, say yes to being happy, you know, say yes to going out there and enjoying this beautiful sunny weather for those of you in the Northern hemisphere, because that is the sun, right? So, you know, go out there, be bold. But keep in mind those those scales, those balance and those scales, and make sure you're not overwhelming yourself.
0: Mm, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for pulling those cards for us this month. And thank you so much, listeners, for being our audience for this episode. If you like our podcast in this episode, be sure to tune in every Monday. We have a new podcast episode that airs, and if you like our podcast be sure to subscribe and leave a review you can also support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com you can go to mindfuldesignschool.com sign up for a mailing list if you scroll down on the home page and join our newsletter list and then you'll be notified about any kind of free workshops we have and you get a newsletter every week with special content that we only have on our newsletter. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.